The following is a conversation about the state of the art and culture in the island of Penang, and particularly in comparison to Kuala Lumpur, between me and two Malaysian comedians, Rakib and Irfan. Please enjoy the show. Here's the question. So I have been considering, like, maybe not necessarily moving, but like just spending a bit more time outside of KL. Right. How is it like to live in Penang? Because there, one, there is... I say there's a comedy scene. It's pretty good, and the shows are pretty good, Ish. and they're and Ish. they're you know consistent yes. in terms of the amount they do. Yes, but like, how is it living there? May I add a little bit? Straightforward yeah. because I think Raki, you're you're local there, so you can like have your thing. But yeah. at least as a foreigner, so yeah, yeah, no, your like your perspective is actually more useful. It, no, it's it's just in mine because of my own bias, mm-hmm. and I'm having been raised there. Yeah. Um, there is a, it's, it is better than KL. No. Because there is a fine balance between everything. Of, you, you want nature, you got nature over here. You want uh, malls, you got a couple of malls over mm. here. Um, you get to see your movies, whatever the fuck you want. More welcome I have, I'm mm. not a clubber, so I don't give a shit about that. Anyway. Mm. So, I know some people are crazy for clubs, but they got great bars. Like, yeah. they have proper pubs, mm. which yeah. I That's really appreciate there. Uh, which in KL, unfortunately, a pub it equals a club because you go in there and it's like music blasting. You can't talk. I'm like, yeah, the pub yeah. is meant for me yeah. to go shut the fuck up and enjoy a drink and watch a game or talk to somebody else. Yes, and uh, and it's hell of a lot more cultural, mm. culturally rich than mm. KL, mm. which is something that I deeply appreciate mm. because uh, KL has this very unfortunately an artificial uh, artificial level of culture that they're yeah. trying to inject and add to it but fail every time it's like an aesthetic yeah more than it is like a deep thing it, yeah if you go to a well, for, for, if you go to an art gallery in KL compared to you going to an art gallery in Penang there is a you can tell the difference between, because it, you just feel there's more substance in the one in Penang the one in KL is much more um, it's more. It's not about the art. It's more about like we having an opening for the gallery tonight. Right. Uh, everybody come here. We have a drink. Yeah. And, uh, it's about showing off. Yes. Uh, we have uh, such and such to give us opening speech and uh, have fun with everybody. That's I'm gonna it. suck him off while we drink wine. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Everybody suck each other off in it, and it's very artificial. No culture in in sense. Even though like there's like a theater scene here, which is. On, there's nothing going on like KL Pack. Mm. There is zero going on that there's of like substance. Yeah. Penang, on the other hand, doesn't have the theater scene or anything. But if, for some reason, when I'm there, I'm like, I'm in a place that it has obtained its history of every time, like, Rakib like, tells me a bit more about the Penang history, I can see it more a little bit. And I feel it's much more enriching and also doesn't have that hectic side of KL to it. Yeah. Uh, so I appreciate it from that front because it's like, uh, the, it has that thing that it, like people like, okay, comedians, artists, people who are, ex- people who are seeking culture seek yeah. there sure. compared to KL. But that's my take. Yeah. And people are, and people are a little nicer. Just a little. What was the longest time you spent in Penang? Like continuously. I'm there every. I'm. I'm. 
one week I've been like the longest has been a week. Okay. But I'm constantly go there. Gotcha. Gotcha. I'm like I'm was there three weeks ago and I'm going there um uh, two weeks from now again. So okay. it's like I'm constantly traveling up to Penang. Okay. So yeah. Yeah. Penang is this place where if you're very used to the city, you might find the evenings a little bit bittersweet and Lovely. sad because you can feel like everything's relaxing and dying down and it gives you time to think. Oh. Yeah, that, that, there's, that. <laughs> there's that. There's that. There's that, like, there's, oh, uh, do I want to be alone with my thoughts? Yeah. Penang yeah. yeah. will leave you alone with your thoughts. Mm. Well, yeah. I, I did notice that. Penang is like, hey, you want to chill? You don't have a choice. You're chilling. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this is the lights are dimming. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's... Because it's not like it's not like KL where things are just happening nonstop, mm. and uh, you're you're gonna tune you're gonna keep going until two a.m. Right? It's I not like that. We don't. So have even that. the club scene is not like that. No, no, no. There's probably like one or two clubs worth of damn, and they're not even that great. And even most, even when you do that, no one's really like dancing. People are sitting down to drink. Yes. Right. Uh, I like dancing. Like we go to last time we were in Penang, we went to the Junk Cafe. Yeah, it was like you won't find a cafe like that in KL. Junk Junk Cafe. Yeah, there's a there's a bar called Junk Cafe, okay. and it's a very very cool bar with all these like antiques covered the whole ceiling. That's cool. And the environment and the the bartender is also a very cool dude. He pours extra shots and drinks. That's and uh, and but it's like the thing is that. It has an environment that you're like actually in a pub. Mm. Mm. The music is still a little loud for my taste, but it's mm. actually it's pretty good. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Penang's in its Penang town has a lot of bars you can talk in. Mm. Which I, is a thing I find I can't do in KL. All the no. bars are too loud. Yeah, it's Any very bar to you go to is some for some reason somebody said like crank the music or the club. Right. There I I heard that one of the reasons why music is so loud in some bars is because it's trying to stop you from talking so you drink more. Mm. That's, oh wow. <laughs> wow. Jeez, okay. But if you are, if you're an expat, you know that a bar is a place where you go to relax. So a lot of people do that instead. Yeah. You go to, you notice a lot of the places where you go to, to sit down or eat or drink are places where people relax as opposed to like you gotta line up for you may have to line up for certain things but mostly those are tourist traps uh, the nice parts that people like tend not to be known by tourists yeah yeah they don't see hippies around yeah okay you might see a bunch of backpackers if you're like in Georgetown, but other than but that's that's what the main reason why I've considered it is because Georgetown has been coming up in terms of like literary festivals and mm -hmm. arts festivals and stuff like yeah. that. And I mean, I'm trying to get involved with it here, yeah. But I feel like here, like you said, it's 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 very exclusive. Like it doesn't, they don't seem to be interested. You know, like <laughs> getting more people, which is fine. Like you know, that's fair. Yeah, but it does mean that like if you're trying to like learn stuff or trying to like yep. right you know do that thing, it's 
a bit more difficult. They all literary seems tend to be a bit insular. There's, there's well, sorry, not literary, but just like uh, like I want to go into filmmaking, for right. example. So like trying to find like-minded people, it's very I difficult. find difficult. Yeah, and right. I'm I'm trying now, but yeah, it's it's hard because you I don't have any friends within that scene right. really unless I text them and unless I text a friend of a friend of a friend. Whereas Georgetown and Penang in general feels like they hold, like they have their heart on their sleeve because yeah. it's treated with this um, at least a certain amount of respect, like base respect that yes. like, this is important. Yeah. So we're going to promote it. Yeah, yeah, because it's twenty years in the making. Yeah, your your modern sort of like hip art scene that people know and hear about now, Penang has been trying to get around. You know, yeah, twenty years ago actually. Okay. In the early two thousands, actually. Twenty years ago, in the early two thousands. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Did you feel old, man? God damn. <laughs> I mean, when I was in. USM is a copy editor. That's where a lot of the the plays were being done. In Georgetown? In, not in, in USM, actually. Oh, in USM. In universities. But they'd be, they'd be sending out calls to people around, asking if people want to be part of like a theater production or whatnot. Mm. And, um, it is still very word of mouth, so it really depends on who you know. Yeah. But it's not necessarily a, a hierarchical thing. Sometimes it's just we need manpower for an art thing. Yeah. And they're just looking for people who can do it and who are willing to do it and have time to do it. Okay. So that's the distinction between between here and Penang. The Penang is kind of like the closest thing we've got to like Indonesia's Jakarta. Hmm. Except that in Jogja, it's at, it's at least institutionalized. It's not yeah, really this is not institutionalized. Right? No, no, it's, it's quite grassroots. Yeah. But in terms of living style, depending on where you are, it can feel like living on like the outskirts of KL. Have you ever done that? Like the 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 inner city of Penang, like by the past, by Ember, will kind of feel like you live in. Like old Klang Road, or whatever, mm. right? Can be a bit hectic and loud, mm. but it pales in comparison to like if you have to live in like oh I don't know Chiras or whatever, right. right? It's not like that. Okay. It's um, when the when the sun comes down, it's like oh we got we can hang and we can have a very chill time doing things we like. Oh, that sounds nice. Yeah, it is. You got the beach too. I think I was very lucky to be raised in Penang because I don't think I would have found any other place where being part of a play or a concert from the age of 15, you know, um, is a thing that you can do and then hanging out afterwards. Um, The after after thing hang um, is is a near constant thing. And I didn't think I would be able to experience that ever again until I got into comedy here. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, Kale, like you said, is much more. Is aside from being territorial, is also very rejecting to anybody from out of the circle. Yeah, it like, does. I was really trying hard to be part of uh, uh, art scenes. I was yeah. trying to like be part of theater. Yeah, and when I was 
first came here and uh, I was very, of course, stoked about it. And yeah. It's like, Full of energy and all that, but then I met with a massive amount of rejection. Like, who the fuck do you think you are? Yeah. And like, like I wasn't having to have a like I, I wasn't trying to like do anything spectacular. Yeah, but just just being exclusionary for the sake of being. Yeah, it was like oh, I like what was it? it was like a teacher who was like part of the theater group and all that. It was like I hate your fucking guts. So like, she didn't even told me. She told the the others like, hate his fucking. What the fuck? I was like, I'm just came here to ask us, like, um, let's do something, like, uh, let's do shorts. Like, I thought you would be, let's do short stories. Um, yeah. And shoot it, like, let's do sketches and put it on YouTube. And yeah. That's, this was, like, 10 years ago. It's like, you being on YouTube was still a thing then. Mm. And she was like, hate your guts. I was like, I didn't ask to fuck your mother. I asked if, to, let's, if this is an art, art class, mm. do art. Yeah. And, exactly, but the thing is, is that for some reason, just having that opinion is like, ho 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 ho, it's like, yeah. there's that's the rejection which ma- makes me really despise, right, and very much more cautious. Then again, again, the bitch died, so I'm happy. <laughs> well, <laughs> I think it's the insecurity thing, because that to me sounds like from. I mean, again, I haven't really gone deep into it to be saying this, but I do. I do see like the fringes of it yeah. where it's like if you are shown to be enthusiastic, yeah. it's almost like, oh, it's almost like they take that to heart yeah. because it's like, oh, what, you think I'm not doing anything? You think yeah. I'm not trying? Mm. And then they see that as a challenge. But instead, it's just like, no, I just, I want to do stuff, Yeah, you know? I just want to, mm. like, I'm spending time in this class, why aren't yeah. we doing what we're supposed exactly. to do in this class? Exactly. Yeah. And it's like, like the same come to that, it's like, uh, like, she had like three theater act ideas that none of them came to fruition because, again, it's like, that's the weird thing that I'm seeing in KL is that I have a great idea. Mm. Great. What are we going to do about it? Nothing. Right. This is, a, this is a constant thing that I'm seeing. It's like, hey, guys, 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 let's do this. Great. When? I don't know. Uh, later? Yeah, later. And they never come back to this. And, yeah. and uh, or, or it's like, oh, guys, I finally made the idea happen. Mm-hmm. We are beginning it. Let's have a celebration for the beginning. You do the celebration for the beginning, just like an opening ceremony. Yeah. And immediately after the opening ceremony, nothing. Comes out. That is weird yeah. to me. That is weird that so, like the celebration comes before doing it. Yeah. So it's always like a very, uh, it's like, okay, we celebrated the opening of this thing that you're trying to do, but you haven't delivered what you were delivering. You're supposed to deliver. Uh, but somehow that's celebrating that's all right. Uh, even the person who had the idea or was supposed to do the thing they were supposed to do uh, is okay with it in a very strange manner. Ooh. Which is like, I'm, and I was like telling him, I was like, it's not, I haven't seen it only once. I've seen it about a hundred times in a hundred different fields, mm. in arts, creatives, anything. Yes. That people do that in Malaysia, in, in, in KL yeah. in particular. Is that, yeah. Like, yeah, all right, bro, did good, good job, good job. I have the same problem because I do that where I tell people about like, oh, this is an idea that I have, this is something I want to do, and I don't deliver. And I feel like for me, it's because the I, or this is something I'm working on not to improve on. What I've realized is that the act of saying 
I'm going to do this. It diminishes it. It diminishes it, but more importantly, it gives you the validation of doing it. Yeah. Because yeah. it's something, it's very intoxicating yeah. when someone is like, oh, that's a really good idea. Yeah. That's a really, really good idea. Like, And I'm just like, yeah, this. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Almost, there was a TED talk on that. That they yeah. said, like, if you buy speaking out what you're going to do and the, receiving the validation, your brain produces a chemical that is meant for the gratification of that oh. particular moment. Mm. And the chances of you doing that idea gets to half. Yeah. But if you keep it to yourself, there's a higher chance where you just do it. Yeah. I don't know if this is what's happening in Penang, though, as opposed to KL. But I suppose there's a couple of things that's related to this. One is that Penang is a small town. Penang is a small town. You so, can walk everywhere. So if you say something, everyone is going to know. Yeah. And if everyone knows, then I guess you're doing this, right? There's no like, oh, I, I guess I guess everybody's going to find that I'm not doing this. It's more like, Oh, before I, re- before I realized that I wasn't really going to do this, I am now suddenly realizing that I'm in the middle of doing this. Yeah. Like yeah. the inertia picks up very quickly. Yeah. Another thing I noticed is that unlike in here, in KL, life doesn't get in the way in Penang. I think that chillness that people usually That's associate so with like complacency or slowness also allows people just enough free time to do shit. That is very true. Hmm. And you socialize through the activities that are your that are that are the artistic work that you want to do. Because they're there. That's where your friends are. That's where you want to hang out. And that's what you do. It's like the early days of the crack house, essentially. Yeah. Mm. But that happens, you know. The only the only issue with Penang, I feel, is that they have way they're so earnest and they wear their hearts in the sleeve so much. There isn't as big a commitment to like self-awareness and quality. Oh, okay. So that might get very, very grating after a while. Okay. And eventually you're going to have to find a scene somewhere else, usually in KL, where it is more exclusionary. There is a, there is a, a popular kids table that you're going to eventually have to like really prove yourself in order to get on. And it's not nearly as, as comfortable as it, as it would be in KL, but you'll learn yeah. in Penang, but you'll learn. This is what happened when I moved from KL to Penang, going to the crack house. Like it's a lot colder in KL when you're trying to do something, yeah. right? But the payoff is bigger. The, the, dis- is bigger. the distinction is that you had a couple of people who, who had what was essentially that same attitude that I've seen in Penang, but raised to a higher standard. Like Rizal and John Atherton, right? Mm-hmm. But in the same way, as people that you would find in Penang, you had like a couple of stoners and one of them was like an elderly backpacker from Australia, mm-hmm. which you find quite often in Penang. Mm-hmm. And I think I just kind of got lucky like I moved from this environment to another environment was that was essentially the same, just raised a different, raised to a different standard. So they were encouraging and they were supportive, even if you, even if unlike in Penang, you really knew you if you were if you're fucking up. Yeah. Another thing I don't notice about artistic things in Penang is it's usually outsiders who are still doing it. 
Mm. What, what, what do you mean? Like outsiders? the directors, the stage managers, or they're not from Penang. They're from other places. They're foreigners, isn't it? Either they're foreigners or they're from different states. Yeah, I have noticed that as well. Yeah. But they come to Penang because maybe it's an academic setting that's very that's very accommodating to them. Yes. Right? Yes. Even yes. though yeah. art is secondary to like a science university. Yeah. Or it's just a place for where artsy people belong. Yeah, I feel like that's what it is. Like if you walk around Georgetown and like, oh, this feels like it's been built by a bunch of hipsters. Yeah. Yeah. I think I, that's that, that's what kind of entices me about Penang. Yeah. Is that it is super fucking artsy. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's super fucking artsy. In no other place in the country will you find somebody just leaving Easter egg art yeah. all around yeah. the town for no reason. For no reason other than their own enjoyment. Yeah. yeah. And that's honestly, I that's really form, I appreciate yeah. that so fucking much. Yeah. Because it's not in a gallery somewhere. No. It's it's just there. It's on yeah. streets, it's on murals. Yeah. That's something I appreciate so much because like I feel like in in KL, but in, in KL, KL it would be opposite because yeah. the person would want to be seen, most probably would start Instagram. Yeah, and yeah. they would want that again, look, I'm not living in a naive world where like money doesn't matter. Yeah. You know, it has its effect, of course. But I do, th- I, I am kind of, I feel, I, I don't, I, I don't particularly agree with the whole idea of like, we need to think about how we're going to monetize this first. Yeah. It should be inspiration and it should be this one, because like, I don't know, maybe again, naive, I don't know. But I think you the reason you create art is because you have a perception mm. or a or a an opinion or whatever you have something that you want to say and you can't you you cannot live without yeah. saying it yeah. yeah and it's weird as fuck that the first question that a lot of people get is how many followers do you have yeah exactly yeah whereas in penang it's fucking everywhere i a real interesting distinction is that have you ever been to the to like sunday afternoon at the hidden bus depot no. You should. Okay. Because it's is basically... It yeah. Mm. Because it's basically Rio in Bangsa, mm. but you don't feel like you're too poor to be there. I haven't been to Rio as well. Yeah. What is Rio? Rio is... Rio, as in R-I-U-H, is basically sort of like a flea market-ish, like a high-end flea market. Is it Bangsa Village? Yeah. Well, Bangsa... It's in Bangsa. It's in the... Uh, what's it called? The 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 print factory, the old print factory. Ah, APW. APW. Yeah. APW, the yeah. print factory. Right there is also a print shop next to okay. it. Yeah. yeah, it used to be an old like print factory. Okay. Right? And they re- and they converted it into like an event space. And every now and then there's like a flea market. Very high end. Flea a market. very high end people making like and handmade, shit, yeah, high end jewelry. And oh. there's a store that makes like masala matching pani nacho. Sure. You know that makes sense, and like you know, uh, a a cafe, a vegan cafe where it's like avocados and everything. It's it's very Southern California. Yeah, if you know the the reference, right? Yeah, and then you go to like it, and it's like it's just pretty people everywhere. (laughs) Yep. Pretty people, white as well. Yeah, white, semi-white Malaysians. Yeah. Yeah. 
and high-end Chinese. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and it's like I'm so not Chinese. <laughs> and it's <laughs> and you're, you're like a chubby brown dude there wearing yeah. your wearing my like, threshold t-shirt. Yeah, yeah my threshold t-shirt, and you're like. I don't belong here. Yeah, no, you stick right? it like a sword. I hate that shit. Yeah, I hate that shit because especially when it comes to like artisanal stuff. Yeah, and like you yeah. know stuff that's supposed to be like for everyone. Yeah, and suddenly like you're just thinking, why the fuck do I belong here? Like you know, and it's all everyone's BMW's giving me stink eyes. Like, yeah, outside parking. Girls come in with the high heels, like six inch high heels. Right. Like, oh my god, this is amazing. The fuck are you talking about? This is shit. And then you go to like the Hinbus depot on a Sunday, and it's first of all people are hanging out in on the field. Yeah, that's 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 a little. They're just sitting down on the field or like lying uh, or leaning on like the art installation, so they're within the art. That's fucking cool. And some and somebody thought, hey, you know, it's a field surrounded by an old bus depot. We'll just fly a kite, and some people fly a kite. That's nice. Yeah, yeah. it's really more nice. relatable than yeah. The MW high end. This this crystal. There's yeah. no there's no problem with high end stuff. No, by there the is. But isn't. the thing is, is that also when you see high end stuff, I think there's a point here as well. Is that it again feels very shallow high end as right. well. You go in like this is these are your jewelries that that you handmade. Each one will cost a hundred bucks. Mm. And you look at them like, this is garbage. Mm. There's nothing to this for me to be like, wow, this is a unique piece. Right. I think that's the this thing. This is just you being, a, your dad paid for your tuition and everything. And now that you're weekend, you're trying to do something. Yeah. And in KL, you can have like, like passion projects with some value. Right. Yeah. Like, I, I, I've been to like, uh, a tea, a tea shop, like a tea garden sort of situation, in mm. a high, in like a Four Seasons, in like the Tallinn Street, mm, mm. but it's a high end thing. Of course, it's, it's, yeah. a, it's just a precious little, you know, it's lovely to be there, but it's not accessible. Not really. That's the no. problem I feel. Whereas in Penang, you just walk in. There's no entry fee. Yeah. You know, there might be a tiny stall making like an artisanal jamu drink yeah. on one end, and and like. You know, one of my friends would be like selling her kefir sodas or whatever. Yeah. And um, there's a bunch of like trinket stalls and stuff, like the usual there's stuff. There's odd places as well, like the, what was the last? And they're all busy, especially yeah. in Penang. It's like, in, you know, you have this dessert, it's like these green noodles. Chendo. Yeah, yeah. yeah, there's like a very famous Chendo place in the Penang. It's like right. in a corner of a street, the right. dude just has this little stall. Mm. And it's just working. And it doesn't even give a shit. He's like, what do you want? Yeah, yeah, doing it. <laughs> like he's splashing all over the place and people lining up. Yeah. yeah. It's like, and you're right next to this like highly expensive like That's, uh, Chinese cake shop. Yeah. And, but everything is yeah. like mixed to each yeah. other, mingled. But you things. know that the chefs in the Chinese cake shop are going to the Chendol store yeah. right? to buy the Chendol, yeah, yeah. and it's all right. It's okay. Because yeah. you want both, because you can have both. And you could do this in KL, but everything is so far away. That's the thing. I feel like what, what I was really proud of as a Malaysian in the UK when I was studying there was that, especially in London, yeah, the level of sectioning of that city is 
fucking insane, dude. Mm-hmm. You cross the Thames and you are in a different country. You cross certain neighborhoods, you are in a different place. People have different accents. It's it's that fucking extreme. Mm. And what I was really proud as a Malaysian is the fact that we all eat at Mama's regardless. Mm-hmm. And that like you can have twin towers next to like the like an Appam Balik shop that the guy just yeah. set up for a stall yeah. and people will visit the Appam Balik shop more than they do inside Surya. Yeah. Yeah. And that's what I was really happy about. But now I'm starting to see like these these pockets that are impenetrable mm. and they make the I'm just gonna say it. They fucking corrupt things that are supposed to be for everyone. Yeah. yeah. That are supposed to be accessible. That are supposed to be public, and yeah. they turn it into private rituals and private routines and private spaces. Yeah. That they charge to get into. I'm like, fuck you, man. Yeah. Fuck you for that. Doing that's this. what happened in Chinatown. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Exactly. Chinatown is a prime example. Like. I Chinatown is used to be a little bit gnarly to go to. Yeah. Oh yeah. So like now, I now I'm just walking around, dangling my camera around. I feel safe, um, which is weird. Yeah. And the only places that you might, you still have the same feeling is that when if you go into the like the fringes of Chinatown, yes. like between the market, you go to the like end of like the meat market. Yeah. Where it's like suddenly you, it's like you find a jewelry place. Like yeah. I find a jewel suddenly. It's like like what happened? And you go and you, there's suddenly there's like a space where all the like the Chinese people they're like having noodles and there's like authentic food. They're just sitting there, cheap food. Everybody's just doing it, but it's very cut off from everything else. Because the second you go back to the what you know as Chinatown, it's boutique after boutique cafes. Mm. Uh, they did. They did this fucked up thing, which I, 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 mean, I think they were trying to like imitate Penang to a certain degree. But it's like they did this fucked up thing, like uh, painting up the the size of the road and doing the same mural paintings that there is right. in Penang. Uh, so there's a section there that you go history of the Chinatown. Mm. Like, Come in here, da, 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 da. <laughs> like, and I'm like, what happened? There's nothing here for me. The, yeah. the chef is like, the, everybody's Instagramming. Some, some guy is like dangling the Leica camera. Like, if you know Leica, yeah, like, yeah, it costs one year of your salary to yeah. buy. Like, nonchalantly, without feeling somebody's going to steal anything. And uh, it's no longer that feeling that I'm be there and I might get something that is might be a little unique to me. It's almost right. like we're trying to standardize an experience. Rex scale is a prime example. Rex scale is a very good example. Yeah. Now I love the space. I know. Yeah, yeah, doing a good job with it. But yeah. I think Rakib said one of the best descriptions of that area. He yeah. said, "I was like, Rex, he said Rex KL is the same thing you get in Chinatown, but safer." Oof. So yeah. white because all white people were coming over there at night, and it's like like one white person oh, after yeah, another was I going, going as, it was after Halloween, I think. It was, it was after Halloween, just after the raids. Yeah, yeah like, right after the train. Yeah. We don't want to be near poor people. Yeah, so let's put walls in. And that's basically what yes. I said. It's like this is Rescale is basically you know everything you want of the Chinatown, but without all the scary poor people. Without all the scariness of it, all the scary poor people. No, it's just that. A white person thinks like, oh, look, this is so dodgy. Fuck, I never thought of that. I genuinely never thought of that. Oh my God, yeah. Again, whoever is managing the place doing a spectacular job because I really like what they do on the weekends. 
some of their things are unique, which I love. Dude, dude they have like, well, honestly, that's the thing. When they have art installations, fantastic, you know, fantastic, yeah. fantastic art installations. They have like when they do it well. They take, do it well. When they do it well, they do it well. But it's for exclusives to come in and don't feel like they might get shit on their shoes. Brother, I so you know the the book access in Red Scale, right? Oh yeah, you know those massive books, yeah, and everything. And I went there because I saw it on Instagram, right? Because I was like, oh, that's fucking cool, Everything like all the books. Now. That's so nice. Yeah. I went there with my friend. His name's Kiva, and he, we we went there and we looked around and we were like, why is every book the first book that you read when you are trying to learn about a topic? Hmm, right. Literally every section, like philosophy, religion, comics, humor, it's all the stuff that you get from your first two Google searches. First yeah. entries. Yeah. First entry stuff. There was an intro to Buddhism. There was something like, it wasn't called intro to Buddhism. It was something quicker than that. But it was like, like maybe a hundred pages. Yeah. Uh-huh. And I was just like, this is, this is very weird. Yeah. Because... I get I get so excited about yeah. bookshops and bookstores. I fucking love it. Yeah. But this was like the art. This was like the cover of the book, yeah. having everything and looking spectacular. Yeah. But inside, just going, look at the cover again. Yeah. See, this is why you might like Penang more. This is yeah. what I'm saying. You know, you know why used bookstores. I love yes. used bookstores. There's like one used bookstore that I know of in There's like KL, three in Master Yeah. Yeah, yeah uh, there's one in Master Jamia, there's one in Bounce There yeah. you go. And Book Access blew up like past five years. Mm. But Book Access ten years ago was only at, like there was one I remember in Ancourt Mall. And yes. to this day it's Yo. still my favorite mall. Yes. yes. To this day it is still the favorite mall, my favorite mall, because it still has retained what it was. So I was going to point that out. The kind of shit that I like yeah. about Penang, yeah. I can only find in PJ. Yeah. yeah. PJ boys represent such yeah. It's true because I, first of all, I'm born in Slango, right? Yeah. Mm. And I was raised in my in my grandma's place. It's now my auntie's place in uh, Section 5. No. Oh, oh shit. Okay. Yeah. Which means that Amcot Mall is within walking distance. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Quite literally, I accidentally kidnapped my 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 uh, nephew mm. to take him there because I wanted him to learn how to play virtual cop. Now, yes. <laughs> and then my my cousin thought I had he had been kidnapped. It's a long story. Anyway, uh, it's gonna gloss over that. Yeah. <laughs> At one point, he nearly did. Anyway, um, Amcot Mall is still dodgy, but it is still dodgy. Yeah. It has a proper flea market. Yes. yes. Saturday, Sunday. That's where I got my camera from. There you Dude, go. I love that flea market. I yeah. went to that flea market when I was like, yeah. love it. Yeah. Find and old record players, find the typewriters, vinyl, like old vinyls yeah. and all this and shit. And you can see on the looks of the people, these are people who know their things. Yes. Right? They yes. know that the make of the typewriter, they yes. know the they know like where this like like hand cut pair of sunglasses came um, and if you're not even going to go to the flea market because some of the stuff can be pretty expensive because I know what I got. Uh, yeah. Used bookstores, magazine bookstores. shops yeah. from top to bottom. Google access at the top level 10 yeah. years ago, eight, like not 10 years, eight years ten ago, years, yeah. was spectacular then. Yeah. I used to, I think I'm, there was a, like a period in my life I was kind of going like a little cuckoo. I was, I was under a lot of pressure, blah, blah, mm. blah. Well, I used to go there like at least four times a week. 
where they spend the time in yeah. there because there was a, the selection of the books were so different than what they what it is today. Um, I think they got owned by somebody else and they took over and suddenly you have book access everywhere. Mm. But it was just like suddenly you go like and the, the books were cheaper also. Mm. And book access books are always cheaper. Right. But it was even cheaper and they were rare books. And yes. I would spend an hour in there without noticing. Yeah. And it was such you think like then it was the feeling like I am in the Chinatown right. finding a jewel and nobody knows about it. I, and to this day, it has retained it. Yeah. Answer, like there was a moment that the, the book access has changed a little yeah. bit, but the structure remains the same. Uh, but everything about the Amcorp Mall, unfortunately, due to COVID, a lot of the businesses went out of yeah. the thing. But, uh, and some of the places, and some of the businesses here that are gnarly part of it, yeah. you go by these businesses that are closed and you look and you're like, Somebody living in there? Yeah. yeah. There is this feeling like somebody is looking at you from the dark room with the yeah. shut glass. Yeah. You're like, I feel like somebody just looked at me yeah. and is like watching me as I go by. I cannot see him, but I can feel eyes on me, but I can yeah. feel eyes yeah, on yeah, him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, I love that. Love the place. Yeah. It's character. Yeah. It's, it's it, more than anything, it's just the character of yeah. the place. When you look at like, Dead shopping malls, right? Mm. You look at you're looking at shopping malls that never found their second win because they were still trying to be glamorous and they can't do that. That's anymore. what I'm fucking saying. Yeah. Whereas Amcop Mall is like, you know what? We're us. Proletariats uses this now. Yeah. yeah. That's, That's literally it. We're like there's no revamp. There's yeah. nothing that they haven't changed the color of the fucking building. Oh yeah. god. No, none of it. Uh, none of like there was a yeah. small attempt, like I remember because like there were like camps building up like a famous rock climbing camp opened up next right. to it, but then I think it was shut down. Yeah, it's you, still you go in, the secret recipe is in the same place that it's supposed to be. Oh, yeah, in well, the yeah. corner. You go in, there, there's a jewelry shop and there's a a uh, bunch of uh, Indians and Chinese people trying to sell you merch. Right. Copy the, um, yeah. 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 They, those have remained in the same place. Right. Uh, so that, that's how I, like, last time I went there, I was like, oh, yeah, it's retained what it had. You know what I think it is? I think in general, Malaysians have this tendency to not see ourselves as worth anything. Huh? So even our original, like, so I've got more, take, like, I've got more, for example, I've got more has accepted what they are. Oh. They have accepted we are a flea market, we are a dodgy ass place, we have weird things yeah. going yeah. in and on, yeah. like in here, and that's fine. Yeah. yeah. Because we can stay afloat, all good. Yeah. Whereas I feel like a lot of Malaysians, and I feel like this is a problem, especially in KL, but I can only speak for KL since I've been yeah. here the whole time. We have this idea that like we need to constantly improve. And not improve in the sense of making what we have stronger, yeah, but rather moving towards a future that doesn't exist mm. which is so which is the reason why even like the fucking oh god you know the KL Slango border yeah. that that thing that says like Selamat Datang to yeah. Europe, yeah. it used to be yellow and and uh, like yeah. yeah yellow and, and white and stuff yellow and white yeah. Yeah. yeah and now it's like this grey color is it? yeah, yeah it's like it? silver and do it looks gross <laughs> like oh. and then it's like this movement towards something that's what? development for development's sake yeah it's like hey let's change something what build another th- skyscraper build another skyscraper the best thing about Malaysia to understand is that you guys have skyscrapers for no point yeah I'm it's looking at one for another I'm like 
Oh, okay. Like you, you there's already plan for a new one. I don't know. Merdeka one, one, two, seven, eight, whatever the hell. The no one's, is, no one has any money to use that, and I don't know why I'm building it. You know what really annoys me? My parents insisted that I take the train and go back to Penang. So I took the train to go back to Penang. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Lovely train. I still don't really fit in the seats, but mm-hmm. I what I really noticed was as nice as scale central is, oh. when you when you're going back to Penang, you have to go by the old KL station. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you're like, why don't we just use this? Dude, yes. Oh. Like it's got the platforms in place. It's perfect for these trains. Literally. Yep. And and it's beautiful. We're yeah. trying to maintain it. We're trying to move away. Yeah. Oh, I, I got off the, the that station and I was like, why are they maintaining this building? Because it's falling the fuck apart. Yeah. And it is beautiful. And it's, for fuck's sake, a heritage center. Yeah. yeah. yeah like, like, how long has that building been around? I don't know what's going on. All I know is that for the longest time, the nice bus, which doesn't exist anymore, went from like the premier bus to go back to like Penang or to come from Penang to KL with. And its waiting room was there and it was like nice and comfortable. Mm. And by the time I left uni, by the time I, uh, I was working in the star, right? It was so run down. There was literally roaches on the chandelier. So, oh, and if that isn't a title for a song about Kale <laughs> neglecting Yo, itself, bro, it's it's like like chandelier. Sign my sign yeah. But you you understand what because that <laughs> was yeah, mean, yeah. that because that that waiting area was in the KL station. Yeah, and it was a great. It was a bit crowded. Yeah, you know, you know, people probably complained that the buses stopped there and shit. People would double park there, whatever, right? It's not as if there aren't methods to do it, but no one bothers. No one bothers. And maybe... It would be easier to just build new place. It would be easier to maybe build a new... Put, no, I don't think so. Think, I don't... Yeah, because yeah. if you look at the inside of that state, there's a lot of space. Yeah. Right? Like, a lot of people can, like, wait. Mm. Right? And there's places for shops. Also, you guys have a hard-on for bridges between buildings. <laughs> <laughs> yeah... <laughs> Yo, that I fucking mean, rainbow bridge like, is so stupid. Like, ever yeah. since the fucking chaos, he had the bridge in the, like, the fucking sky bridge, or whatever the hell you want to call that thing. It's bridge is good. I've never been to it. it like, even though people, like, pay good money to go to see it. Yeah. For, it's like, okay. I don't think I've been to it. We have, yeah, yeah, it's like, okay, Mid-Valley, what do we do? Build a bridge and connect it to the LRT. Great, okay. What do we do now? Another bridge. Collect the site of the highway to the other one. The bridge, yes, yes. <laughs> it's like... Have you noticed the amount of increase in bridges yeah, from yeah. buildings to other buildings that are not even might be related to each other? Right. From a condo to a mall. From yeah. a mall to an LRT. Yeah. Uh, from a mall to a mall. Yeah. It's, oh my god, yeah. It's I'm from like, a mall to another mall. You guys really love bridges. <laughs> you know and, why? Because like it does help, but at the same time, like this is your pro like if any countries be defined, if each country has to have their own architecture, yeah. yours will be defined by bridges. <laughs> I, you know what it is? It is a bunch of like extensions to an to a older thing that they didn't have space for. So they just put a bridge and tell you to go, go across the bridge to the other side. Yeah. So and you never actually have to address, yeah. address the problem. Yeah. yeah. Just, just look away from the problem and walk the other way. Yeah. yeah. 
like Bangsa Village has the same thing. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> right? You needed another one. Why? I don't know. It's not as if this first one was lacking. Yeah, this coffee bean wasn't working out yeah, yeah. with Starbucks. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because it's like, you know, expand or die or whatever. It literally is that. I think it's that. But it's like you 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 don't have to make things bigger to make them better. You can just make it better, you know? It is a very childish attitude. Yeah. yeah. Like for, for I'm pretty sure one of the reasons why the shops on one side of the mall are not as popular as the other side of the mall is simply because it takes forever to walk. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's it. But yeah, honestly, you're probably right. Yeah. Yeah. Bunksa Village is a good size. Bunksa Village too is ridiculous. Yeah. It's fucking stupid. Wait a minute, Kieran is waiting. Oh, yeah. Um, what notes did you bring by the way, Rocky? No, usually. Sorry, ladies and gentlemen, we got the. Usually, when, we, when we're talking, I, I write down notes so that we can keep track of. Clearly, we were not bothered about keeping track. No, we didn't keep track on this This one. is a stream of consciousness. Yeah, this is when we're, we started talking about Stalin and melting our bodies and then oh, fucking yeah. stingraying the ass. And, yeah, uh, and now we're talking <laughs> about like. Talking about we're just an architect. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but it led from like wanting to move to Penang and talking about you know yeah. how development fucks up the fact that you want to live in the place. Nine twelve. Nine twelve. Yeah, I think we can wrap this episode. Yeah, because yeah. I have no idea how the fuck to wrap it. Yeah. Um, you probably got like two podcasts. You got yeah. two podcasts. Yeah. 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 All right, ladies and gentlemen, hope you interested. <laughs> Whatever. Whatever this was. Whatever this kind of was. Fucking word salad yeah. bullshit. That we wanted something. to talk about serial killers, but then suddenly we ended up so talking I mean, about. I mean, it's serial killers. Bang. Kind of the same thing as stingrays. stingrays. Yeah. Kind of like, the same thing. Bang. So. No. Orc- orcas are definitely quality serial killers. They really are. Yeah. They really are. Yeah. Eh, you know what? Fuck stingrays. Fuck yeah, stingrays. Fuck I think that's the conclusion. I mean, yeah. fuck stingrays and fuck stingrays. Yes. Dirty yeah. <laughs> 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 Wow.